Welcome to another edition of the NCBI podcast. I'm June Tinsley, Head of Communications and Advocacy with NCBI. And today I'm joined by Jared McHugh, who lives in Leash. Thanks very much, Jared, for having a chat with me today. No problem, June. Good, good, good. I hope you're keeping well. And I suppose in the interests of our listeners, if you could just tell us a, a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm Jared McHugh. I moved down from Dublin when I was 12 to Leash. So technically originally a dub, but now Leash, but would move out of Leash for love or money. Like uh, I am 52 years old. I've had diabetes since I was two. So almost 50 years of diabetes, like, which is the main cause of the blindness and everything else that goes along with that. Like, yeah. Um, I also had a stroke in 2018, again, as a result of the, the diabetes, like, um, which has left me out of work. And I suppose then the side effects from that are, are, are have affected other stuff as well, like. And um, it, well, in terms of your, um, sight loss as you said if you've been living with diabetes for 50 years so I'm guessing sight loss was a, a, a gradual thing over time yeah the left eye the, the retina detached in 2017 okay. and kind of progressively since that now I'd say I'd say along with the stroke it sped up the the um the eye loss or the sight loss in the right eye like yes like when when I had the stroke, I could I could still drive, I could still see enough with the right eye, and it was grand, no problem, and all the rest. Like, but as I was going through the hospital system after having the stroke, um, the eyesight was getting gradually worse. Like when when I came out of the hospital first, I, I spent four months in the hospital, like, wow. and um, I when I came out of the hospital, I could still read the first couple of sheets on the on the eye charts and all that, like. Where currently now, I, if I put my finger across the phone, I can't see the finger across the phone. Like, okay, 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 okay. Um, so obviously, it sounds as if um, since 2017, 2018, your life has been totally different to what it was prior to that. Completely different, yeah, yeah. And and tell us in what kind of ways um, has it has it changed, or has it how how has it made you feel about having such a a, a drastic change. Um, it, 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 it's it, it's it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Like, and I, I don't mean that in a good or a bad way. Like it, it's it's atrociously bad. But you know, being a diabetic, you expect the worst anyway. Yes. Because uh, a, a specialist once said to me, he says. He says, being diabetic means that everything that the blood touches, it damages. Okay. So I've no, I've no sensation in my fingers. I've no sensation in my feet. Um, and there are other, like the eyesight, the kidney function is down about 50%. And my arteries and blood vessels are down about 50% as well. So, you know, it, it affects absolutely everything. But the eyesight then has destroyed everything else. You know, I can't drive. Um, I have I have a, a nine-year-old daughter and a, and a twenty-seven-year-old daughter, 
and I can't go out to see them, can't call out to see them whenever, whenever I want. Yes. Or in, in even in relation to picking up Maeve, the youngest one, it's um, it, I, I have to rely on my, my father, who's 75, to bring me to collector, like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know. And that, I mean, that's obviously very hard for um, for all concerned because yeah, you, yeah. you want to be able to, to be there for, for Maeve um, and, and your other daughter. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I can I totally understand that. Um, and I, I suppose you're um, obviously lack of driving and impacts on your independence, essentially. Um, totally, yeah. Yeah. And what would you say are kind of some of the other biggest challenges that you've had um, as, as your site has deteriorated? Um, well, the, I, I suppose kind of everything has deteriorated. And in, in the sense of like even where I used to be able to cook myself, I wasn't I wasn't a great cook, but I could I could cook. Yes. And you know, say browning mince or something like that. I had to get somebody out to, to time me to do it so I'd know when the the meat was actually browned properly, like. Yes. Things like that. So you 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 have to rely on on um on timing everything. Like I I, I was here one day cooking sausages for Maeve, like and I says, ah, I should recognise when they when you're not a pink or bright, they should I should recognise when they're they're gone brown, like no yeah. problem. So threw them onto the pan and no hassle and fried away and everything else and then threw them up to Maeve. And Daddy look or Maeve looked at me and says, Daddy, they're black. So you're kind of going, oh, oh, I need to be able to time them or do something else with them other than that. So I got an air fryer and learned how to time everything. But but that that also involves somebody else being here to say, yeah, they're done. Yes, exactly. So that you know how long it takes, like and all that kind of stuff. Like um the transport issue was huge because my big interest in life was motorbikes, like. Okay. And I I can no longer ride a motorbike. Good, bad or different, like. Yeah. And as a result of the stroke, I get these kind of like I like weaknesses or wobbles as I call them, like. And I could be walking or I could be sitting or I could be standing or I could be doing anything. And next thing the leg could go out from under me and I'd fall. So if I imagine getting up in the back of a motorbike and that, that happened and you the next thing you'd knock two people off the bike like. Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, so that's 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 gone as well. Like and where my oldest daughter, Sarah, she would have been with me when she was 16, 17 and all that kind of crack like and I would have had her on the back of the bike. And it's something I'm gonna miss out on with with Maeve. I'll never be able to do that for her like. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, no, I can, I can understand that one because uh, you obviously want to, to share and enjoy those same experiences, um, yeah. and the passion for motorbiking has had to change um, significantly, which is a, yeah. uh, it's a, it's a total shame. Um, and I suppose one of the things that um, has got you involved in our uh, access land is, as you mentioned, kind of transport and stuff um, and what do you think would be the, the single biggest positive change for people who are blind or vision impaired in that area? 
now I I I live out in the sticks, out in the countryside, and the closest area to me where I could get a bus would be maybe a mile a mile away from me. So okay. you can imagine me now trying to walk down that far and maybe fall with huge big tractors flying past you and getting squished by one of them. Like so, that wouldn't be a good plan. Like. No. I, I reckon if we can get one of these self-drive cars, they'd be great. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we certainly would maximise independence, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I, I suppose because because I live out in the country, I'm completely and totally reliant on somebody else to drive me. Now, if there was some sort of a system where one of these care workers or, or caregiving companies or whatever it is, could facilitate you in something something along those lines great that would be brilliant like yeah exactly but currently i'm not sure if that exists or if it does exist i haven't heard about it like like i'm i'm relatively new to the blindness thing like so i i don't know everything that's out there yeah yeah true and i suppose that's the, one of the the benefits of being connected with um either the access lan or even um general kind of NCBI services, you can learn from others and, and connect with others to kind of um, hear the different tips and tricks of people who yeah, have. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm involved with the check in and chat, which is absolutely fantastic. Like you Brilliant. can talk about absolutely anything or even if you just want to go on and have a rant about something or whatever it is, they're all they're all in the same boat and there's no problem. They're, they're, they're a great crew of people like. And I Great. think that's open to everybody. Like, so it's not it's not just, you know, um, people who aren't with the NCBI. I I think you have to be on the NCBI to get in, get involved, get the email to let you know what's on and whatever else. Like, now maybe that should be more widespread. Like, yeah, I mean, I it is know. up on the the um, our, our, it is up on our website for people to to join on a on a weekly basis. And as you said, um, having spoken to a, a number of the the regulars on on that, it's basically um a friendship group really that has developed um yeah yeah it's fantastic like and i yeah. suppose then through through covid and all that that has that that's why that has developed like whereas you know if, if it was going on now like that i don't know what was happening pri prior covid but because realistically it wasn't in the service like yeah um like you know if there was something going on in in port leash how do we get to port leash and as you say, to do that, you'd have to rely. Yeah, physically, on... I have to rely on somebody else to bring me in and, and all that kind of crack. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and do you feel when you're out and about in Port Leash or any other town that um, it is uh, very inaccessible, or um, what's your experience of kind of just even navigating streets and getting out and about? Um, generally speaking, I have my father and my mother with me, so generally I kind of cling on to one of them and, and hold the elbow and they, they guide me around, so it's not too bad, like. Okay. Um, you know, I, I remember I was up at, at, a, in, in, at a show up in Galway. No, a show, uh, a Christmas lighting, like putting on the lights in the in, in, in Tume or someplace like that, like, I was yeah. up with friends, like. And we happened to go out to where they were, where where the thing was going on, and we, we said we'd go get a bit of food and whatever else. And there was a friend of ours had a st stall in one of the markets at it and selling stuff like. And um, 
So we we said we'd go back to where she had the stall and then we'd go back out onto the street. And like that, the street had, because it was time for lighting up the lights, I was walking down through the, the street holding on to the, the girl I was holding, the, the, my, my accompaniment, the, the girl that was, that was helping me through the street. Like. Yeah. And um, I was walking along with my stick, but of course the, the, white, the, the cane was getting stuck in everything like street signs and people walking up along the road and because the, the place was so crowded like but then I got stuck in something else which I thought was just a sign outside the coffee shop like yeah next thing I, I turned down I says what am I stuck in like and this woman said it's a child <laughs> and I go, oh god sorry about that like you know what, what could you do like you couldn't see them like yeah and, and so I'm need, sure. needless to say we got out of there quickly after that like <laughs> Well, I'm sure it wasn't the first or the last case of that ha- happening. Oh, probably uh, not. No, no. <laughs> Definitely not. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, and tell me, Jared, in terms of um, just do you feel you had to reconfigure your home in the last number of years to uh, um, make it more suitable to your needs when your sight loss occurred and, and the stroke happened? Um, and how has that worked out for you? Uh, yeah, definitely have to change a few things. Like, I mean, um, the bump-ons are on nearly everything that's mechanically operated, like the the, the microwave and the oven and all that kind of stuff. Like, now, and, and since that, I actually got myself one of these um, uh, ovens that you can connect to the phone, like. Oh, okay. And... While while it's great and all the rest, I, I still haven't figured it out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little touchy. Hey, Maeve, is that done? Is that right? Is that the, the, like, the time? Is that the, the correct temperature and blah, 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 like, and all that kind of stuff. So while the technology is great, I, I was never technologically minded prior to that. I could stand beside iron and break iron without even touching it. Like, so technology right. myself never, never got on. Like, but in saying that, the Daniel Dunn in the NCBI, the technical team in Port Leash, like, yes, he's been fantastic in relation to the the likes of the phone, setting up the phone for me and helping me with all that kind of stuff, like remembering passwords and all that kind of crack. Like, and now Ooh. I have to ha- I have to admit that the, the, the NCBI team in Port Leash and Offley, uh, Nicola McHugh, Aileen Hearn, who did the the white stick training with me, like, yes. fantastic team, like great patience on their part like great great very very understanding like and this, but this in, in 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 relation to the house itself like i mean i've I, I suppose with the stroke symptoms and stuff like that like i know i'm, I'm kind of harping on about the stroke symptoms but they're they're now part and parcel of who i am like so i kind of have to like but the blindness and the stroke symptoms i've i've and because i'm diabetic i'm 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 all going well. I won't end up having to get parts, bits and pieces of me amputated because of diabetes. Like, yeah. So I have to get the house as wheelchair friendly as I can now, while I can still see a little bit. I understand. Yeah, yeah. So rather than down the line, all of a sudden having no feet or no legs or no whatever it is, I want to have the house ready for that. So I have to put on an extension, put it on a wet room and possibly a bedroom downstairs or an elevator to go up and down the stairs or whatever it is like. Yes. But yeah. to do that, 
because I'm on now currently unemployed, because I'm on the, the blind, the, the invalidity pension, I'm not going to get a mortgage. Yeah, yeah. To agree. And you, as you know yourself, the price of everything has gone shot through the roof like. It definitely has, yeah. And then, you know, scarcity of supplies and all that kind of stuff, yeah. And, and all that, yeah. But even at that, like the the the, the grant that the council give is is thirty thousand, like. And at current building prices, a minimum size for a bedroom, a wheelchair accessible bedroom, is four by four, which is sixteen square meters, and rough guide on on a, a wet room for for that is about five square meters, like that's. 20, 30, 20, 21 square meters. And at the current price, that's about 42,000 euro just to put on that part. Like, oh, okay, okay, yes, yes, yes. So it's so you then have to come up with the rest of it. Like, and where am I going to get a mortgage? Like, yeah, no, I can totally understand that. Yeah, exactly. Now, that, that doesn't include all the work that you have to do inside the house. So, I have to dig up floors to level them out and put in extra stuff to level them out, rewire the house. The house. You know, so that it's all correct wheelchair accessible heights and all that kind of stuff. So there's a huge amount of extra work that you have to do in the house as well. And I suppose you're trying to, to um, literally future proof it now. Yeah, that's that. But that's that's what you have to do. But how am I going to do that? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, as you say, that the local authority grants aren't anyway sufficient. Um, no, no. And, and I'll give I'll give you one more. When I when I was on illness benefit, I was also entitled to the blind pension. Now, the blind pension is a is a welfare a, a, a means tested payment, like yes. which is grand, no problem. So after the two years of that was up, I had to move from the illness benefit to the invalidity pension. Okay, so that was a raise of five quid from the illness benefit to the invalidity pension, like. Yeah. But because I was on the illness benefit, I could get the blind pension. And that was means tested. So I was getting 70 or 80 quid a week from the blind pension, along with the other payments. Like, well, yes. that was grand. No problem. So the raise of five euro made me lose the 70 or 80 quid that I had from the blind pension because I can't get the blind pension and the invalidity pension together. And yet you were uh, forced to move over. Yeah. Well, you've no choice once the illness benefit is gone after two years, it's gone. Okay. So you'd love to be asking the government, like, what, what's the story with that? How can I get that money back? And then the other side of that, now I have a, a very small work pension, like, but because I have the work pension, I now can't get the blind welfare allowance, like, which is 60 okay. quid a week, like. So you're trapped in, in, from every angle. Yeah. And then along with all of that, you still have the VHI because of diabetes. You still have the 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 mortgage that was there previously, like so that's still there. Um, you have all the, the the usual bills. Now I'm not giving out. Everybody has the usual bills, like, but it's the, in the position where you're in, where you're no longer working. You're now on the, the the lowest rate of pay that you can get on, within reason. Now I know I'm not I'm not I'm not badly stuck because I have my work pension, like, but at the same time it is still only a small work pension, like. Yeah. Yeah, and you're still young, so I mean, you're going to yeah. live on that. Too, like. Yeah, exactly. You've decades ahead of you. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I can I, I can understand the, the challenge and frustration there, Gerard, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I suppose, thank you for your input into the, our pre-budget submission to try and flag these concerns at how 
um, bonkers the social welfare system can be at times. In That's just crazy. But then you see what they're looking at is they're looking at the fact that, you, you know, you have your primary payment, which is your invalidity pension. That's your primary payment. OK, it's slightly better than the, the blind pension in, in the respects of what it is like. Yeah. But because you can't get the two of them, you can't get the two payments, like even though one is means tested, like. Yeah. You can't get the second one because you no, know, yeah, you're out. You are, you have one primary payment, and that's it. End the story, like. And you're kind yeah. of going. It's the inflexibility. Fair enough, like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I can totally understand that inflexibility, and said so we'll we'll certainly continue to to raise that at the the ch- because it is uh, pushing people into um, financial challenges, uh, and when you're against a backdrop of now rising prices yeah. and. Yeah. All that kind of stuff is it certainly is a, a an issue that needs to be raised time and time again with, with government um but like would, wouldn't you think now that the likes of the blind welfare, welfare allowance should be given straight away to anybody who's registered blind and that's the one through the the hse isn't it the blind the welfare? hse yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what i mean like you're you're registered blind well it's supposed to be for your welfare it's a blind welfare allowance it's supposed to be there for you but because you have something else, no, you can't get that. Sorry. Yeah, it, it, and it's also kind of just bonkers how one department just doesn't talk to the other department because if if it was anyway joined up, it would be focused on the the needs of the person as opposed to just yeah yeah, the, yeah. The, uh, very inflexible rules that apply um, because uh, people's lives don't necessarily fit the boxes that they provide. Uh, which That's is it. Frustrating. Um, yeah. And I, I, I suppose, Jared, just to, to ask you one final question, um, what would be the one thing that you would say to someone who's be, beginning their uh, life now having received a diagnosis of a sight loss condition? So someone like myself? Yeah, someone like yourself who's uh, now received a diagnosis that they have uh, some eye condition where their vision will deteriorate and um, what one piece of it, advice or um, information would you give them as they are setting, as they're adapting and adjusting to this news? I probably have a few bits of advice. One Good. is be patient with the people who are trying to help you. Yeah. Uh, two is don't be afraid to ask for help. Great. Um, three is Try to take your anger out on anything bar the people who are trying to help you. So get a boxing bag or something to take your anger out on other than people around you like. Because that doesn't help. <laughs> no, but I can I, I can understand it at a very kind of human level. The frustration yeah. builds up um, and and like like that, don't trust the system or politicians. They're all lying to you. <laughs> but it's in our uh, um, I, collectively I, I feel we we do need to kind of make sure that uh, the experiences of people who are blind or vision impaired need to be heard by politicians yeah. because the system Absolutely. is inflexible in many respects yeah. and a lot of it is down to lack of understanding or awareness or um, but you, you see what they what they're doing is they're they're following the rules that they've that, that have been put down previous to them like but exactly. again they're not listening to the people who put them in place like 
Yeah, or the impact those old rules are now having. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A new life. Now, what what another thing I'd say is 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 you'll often hear about these politicians who say I I can live on the the dull money or the invalidity pension money for blah blah. I'll do it for a week and no hassle. Anybody can survive on 250 or 40, 30 quid a week. No problem at all. Come out to my house and do it for six months and, and wear a blindfold for the six months. Like, yeah. then see how you're going. And then also along with that, pay out your mortgage. Pay out your blah, blah, blah. Pay out whatever it is you have to pay out. And then see how you survive. Like, and, and give, also give the politicians a blindfold and say, now walk that street there and don't, don't bump into anything. Like. Yeah, and take their cars away from them. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the, the reality check that that would be having to rely on friends and family or public transport. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 A, little, a little touch of the, the, the walk in my shoes. Like, yeah, exactly. Here's, here's yeah. a blindfold, buddy. Try it on, see if you get on. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> I know the, um, was it the Irish Wheelchair Association did that last year? Um, and the politicians that participated in it um, certainly had. It, some were commended for trying it and others got a fair bit of backlash for um, giving the sensation that it was quite tokenistic. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like, do something for a week. Yeah, anybody can do it for a week. There's no problem at all. Like, but do it for six months and see where you are. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, listen, Jared, I'll let you go. Thank you for having a chat with me. If um, any of our listeners do want to avail of NCBI services, as always, details are available on our website, ncbi.ie, or alternatively, you can call the info line. 1-800-911-250. But for now, Jared, I would just like to say thank you very much for having a, a chat. Um, and I wish you and your daughters all the best. Uh, and best of luck in um, everything that you do. Lovely stuff. Thanks very much, June. Chat thank you again.